What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcasting resource dedicated to telling these stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. And uh, if you figured it out by now that that's probably the same thing, so I may, might have to rework that a little bit. But uh, anyway, uh, baseball season's coming around. I know uh, several teams have actually already started playing. Uh, you know, some teams in the north up here like to escape to the south. I know we've got some baseball and softball. My tennis teams are, are going down to Florida even uh, to have their games. Uh, and then ironically, we got rained out as we tried to have a match in Alabama the other day. So, um, yeah, we are, we had a Midwest region crossover we're supposed to have for softball. It also has gotten rained out. It actually got canceled on Tuesday. Um, and the rain didn't even get there on Tuesday. So it, it just came today being a Wednesday. So I, I, I don't know what all happened, went down there. And even our, uh, baseball tournament that we were hosting got pushed back a little bit to a Sunday through Tuesday type of deal of next week. So that's what we're looking forward to. But um, today, uh, I've had a guy on that I really wanted him to come on for a while now. He's been on my whiteboard. Um, and if you know, our whiteboard is actually just, I have a list of names and so some events and everything and uh, the people that I want, I want to have on the show. And uh, I was finally able to cross off Jay's name off the list. Uh, he's actually a guy that was in newspaper and then uh, eventually found himself in the sports information office at Union down in Kentucky. Uh, I know that there are several unions, specifically in New York and Tennessee, because I think my grandpa went to the one in Tennessee, but um, uh, Jay translated all those skills that he had from working at a newspaper office, so the writing was easy, right? So uh, he gets to his first football game and realizes that the whole game that he statted uh, all happened in the first quarter, and he'll he'll kind of detail that. So, but real quick, guys, before I let you go, and we got to get rolling here. Um, rating and reviewing very important. Uh, I kind of reiterated that last time, and I know that I say it in every single every single uh, intro that we have. But it, it's crucial to expanding upon our our growth. Um, thank you to the fifteen people that have left a a rating on iTunes and to the six or seven of you that have left a review, if we could get those numbers up a little bit more, that, that would help out a ton. Uh, you can always follow us on social media at sports infocast um, and share the crap, share the crap out of these episodes over there. Um, and you can also uh, email me anytime sports infocast at gmail.com guys. I'm going to hang up here now and uh, we'll start off today with episode 65 of SID cast with Jay Stansel, the union bulldogs, and his very first taste of sports information right here on SID Cast. My first place to sports information. Um, it, well, you could probably go back to probably before I got into this profession. I, I worked at newspapers and uh for five years as a sports writer. And so I worked uh, three years at a daily, local daily newspaper, and then two at a local weekly paper. And uh, so and I, I've always wanted to be in sport, in kind of sports PR or sports communications. I didn't really know in college that uh, there was sports information or sports communications. Uh, 
I was more thinking of being a PR director or something for a professional sports team. My ultimate goal at that time was to work for the Chicago Blackhawks. So, uh, but uh, um, I got into sports writing and sports journalism, and then the opening came up at Union. For at the time, it was a, a, an assistant. PR director with over sports and over sports information, and uh, I had known through working at the newspapers the previous SID, who was uh, Scott Cummings at McKendry over in Lebanon, Illinois. He and so I I, I saw what he did and, and everything, and, and I even uh, always enjoyed coming over here for football game day and, and everything and he always treated me well and, and I so when that this position came open I applied for it and I got straight into it and uh, the probably my the biggest awakening of what this sports information was was I started on a Monday and we were having our the first football game of the year that next Saturday, and let's just say anything that could go wrong kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, we had issues with, I mean, I'm working in newspapers. I would never worked stat crew at this time, at, like doing stat crew software, and it being the first year, uh, it's like this every year for me. You know, the first game of this new season, there's always bugs to work out. Well, when it's your first game ever, uh, <laughs> 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 the uh, the uh, game. I mean, let's just put it this way: all the stats for that game at first were all in the first quarter because we couldn't figure out how to change the quarter. So, um, and. Of course, we also weren't sure we were going to be able to play the football game at our home field because at, at the beginning of the week, we had no goalpost. Fortunately, they showed up on Thursday. So, uh, But that was like, I don't know, it was more like bapti baptism by fire uh, into the sports information world and, uh, at that time. And, uh, but to be honest, I haven't worked in sports journalism and sports media and being able to be on this side and get to push the stories out to the media, I fell in love with it immediately. Good. So other than some of the, like you said, kind of baptism by fire things, you, you kind of enjoyed it right away, right? Oh, yeah. There's, there's, I mean, just the atmosphere at game day, working in the uh, press box, just the energy from the crowd. It was, um, I mean, it, and doing that, I mean, as I saw from day one until now, there's no two days alike. I mean, I'm in my 19th year here, and there's very, uh, I mean, every day is different. There's something new, something different to work on, and uh, and every game day is different from the previous. So uh, it's uh, there's been a lot of growing, a lot of learning along the way, but it's 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 never there's never a dull moment. Uh, you said that you, you never kind of heard of this position before while you were in college. And I don't mean to hit you with a hard question right off the bat, Jay, but how do you think we can go ahead and educate uh, 
college. I'm sure there's some college athletes who didn't know don't know that they have an SID. And then I'm sure that they're the whole population, like 99.9 percent of the population, doesn't know like what we do. I mean, what would be the best way do you think to educate them? Honestly, probably we in our profession need to reach out. Uh, I don't know, starting out towards, I guess, the communication or media professors at our institutions. Reach out to them and try and and maybe seek an opportunity to, to speak at their classes and let them know or just say, hey, we got this. And then also uh, let those students in that major know that, hey, we've got these opportunities here that you could help your portfolio. I mean, yes, that's uh, asking for free help, but in our profession, but let's be honest, we can all use the free help. But that's also, I mean, they can gain a lot of experience um, doing that uh, and working towards um, uh, a a career in any whether in sports communications or even in say other, some other media outlet. Um, so I, I think we need we need to re, be able to reach out to. Uh, especially the communications department, uh, like the, uh, the mass media or whatever it's called, it, the institution you're at, and uh, seek the students out there. Uh, our broadcaster is one I actually, I taught adjunct a couple of years in class. Our broadcaster is who's working full-time for us now, Start used to be one of my students, and he saw, and I mean, this is kind of what he wanted to go into, and now he's working for us. Yes, cool. So um, let's get back to some, like you said, you just, you had this horrible game, and you never seen a stat program before. So, I mean, when you heard that you had to do stats, what was your first perception of how you think you thought you would do stats? When I worked in newspapers, I, I, the majority of the sports I covered were high school. Right. And... Back then, and then this is in the 90s, they didn't have people really keeping stats or anything. So I did that on my own. I kept, I created a system of being able to keep handwritten stats all the way throughout the game and just keep an eye on stuff. So I was kind of already prepared for that. Doing it on the computer, uh, I had never, I mean, I had not seen that before, and, and to be honest, I think when I came here in 99, I think I think Stat Crew was only about four or five years old at that time. Uh, their this computers compiling software was was still new, and uh, still in its infancy back then. Man, I just aged myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was. I mean, so I, w- I mean, I wasn't. When I came here, I was not uh, put off or scared or anything about trying to take stats. Uh, I had done done that on my own, so I could more accurately report uh, what uh, what I was seeing at the high school games. The I mean, because previously all we did was we looked at the book, at, uh, like take for example uh, uh, basketball, and but that just gave you the point totals. Football, 
there was nothing. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know if the kid had a hundred yard game. All you knew is he uh, is is uh, if they scored or not. So I, if I if I hadn't have done that myself at the games I was at, I wouldn't have had anything. But I think they did. The coaches didn't go back. They compiled stats, but they went back and watched the film afterwards. So, but when you're working at it daily, you kind of need it that night. So, right. So, moving forward from that, how did you adapt to learning this new software? Because I know football. I've never done football stats before. I wish I have. But how did you adapt to kind of some other sports? Really, the the, the easy ones for me doing the stats for were. Uh, like football, basketball, and baseball, and soccer. Those those were simple. Uh, the ones I really had to learn and adapt was was for volleyball. And I know everybody uh, has like horror stories about um, uh, volleyball being the hardest sport to to stat. Um, but for me, I actually learned to do that pretty well and pretty quickly. Uh, but the key was for me to actually learn the sport. So, uh, I mean, I, I knew volleyball. I mean, I played volleyball and animals in college. I enjoy it. But I didn't know all the details and the scoring and whatnot. So I learned that. And once I got that down, then doing the stats made it that much easier. And truthfully, the inputting of the volleyball stats is the easy part. The hard part is having a good caller. If you have a good caller, you're golden. I mean, and I've fortunately over the last five, six years here at Union, I've been blessed with a excellent caller. So um, they usually I get a, a JV player who's not dressed in varsity. And, they call for me, and it's, they know the sport, and it's pretty smooth. So uh, it just, when you're starting to stat a new sport, make sure you learn it. That's what we're getting ready to do the process here as we start our first season in lacrosse. We have no clue. So it's going to be a lot of growing pains this spring. Yeah, I'll tell you, lacrosse, Jay, opening day is today. Did you know that? I'm a huge lacrosse fan. Well, that's good. Good. Hey, you come down and help. <laughs> hey, I'll try my best. We'll see how we how how far we get from there. I don't know. Um, what? How much did you take, and what did you take away from working with the newspaper? And I can I can imagine the answer, but what did you take away from your job at the newspaper to what you do now? The biggest thing I biggest thing I took away from the newspaper working at newspapers was the writing. I mean that's that's. Probably the obvious. I mean, I have, and when I was working at the newspaper, I I had, especially the daily, I had seven high schools in my reading area that I covered. So I had, to, so I learned real quick how to keep it fair and balanced and stuff because I mean they were all in the, at the time they were all in the same district so they all competed and I didn't want to show favoritism one to the other and, and stuff so I learned how to write balanced and, and 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 to tell the story not 
uh, not become a cheerleader of sorts for one another. And I tried to carry that on even here at Union, even though Union is my school uh, and promoting. When I write a game story, I want to get tell the story of the game. I don't want to uh, give a necessarily a slanted perspective of um, the events that well, we were just more dominant or Union got screwed over by the refs or the, whatever or something like that. We want to give a fair representation of the event. Uh, the other thing, big takeaway was trying to make, get good photography or graphics. You know, that's, in all honesty, in newspapers, that's what sells the papers. It's not necessarily the written word. It's the, it's the pictures. That's what grabs the attention. So that's, I want to try to bring good photography to Union and, and amp it up. Uh, how did you become the uh, SID for the Appalachian Athletic Conference? came open, the conference commissioner uh, really liked my work here at Union, and liked what I did, and he, uh, while I did apply, he, the commissioner asked our AD at the time if, uh, if it was, uh, he had any issues of me being the conference SID as well. He, um, at the time, part of the problem within the AAC uh, was that there weren't very many full-time SIDs in the league. A lot of schools had part-timers or they had a coach handling the duties, overseeing the duties. Uh, and so he wanted to, to help strengthen the league overall. He wanted to, to establish a, a Good conference SID, someone who and all, and to help uh, to help strengthen the rest of the league because we've got a lot of good teams in our league. They just nobody knows about them because they don't. They didn't have. They didn't have a good. They didn't have a full time SID. As we'll see here now, I've been in the conference SID. I'm in my eighth year of that. Uh, role, and I'm trying to think, uh, we only have, well, we have two schools in our league that do not have a person whose sole responsibility is uh, sports information. They are still handled by a coach, but they are also, at those. these are also schools that are have very few sports. One's in all women's college, and so they and they don't have that many sports they compete in one league. Well, actually, I take that back. We got three. The other one is a an art school, and they only have six sports. So, and it's like tennis, cross country, track and field. So, oh yeah, yeah. So that's kind of easy to do, uh, and then. So they have very few sports. They're growing, and I'm hoping as they as they add to their uh, sports offerings and sports programs that they will bring on uh, 
in full time SID. We've had I had a uh, one school in our league this past year to uh, their AD finally convinced their the administration that they needed one and they were able to hire their first full time sports information director. So. Um, Anyway, that was a little more than what you. <laughs> no, you're fine. But, um, but yeah, I, that was how I ended up in this role. I mean, it was uh, uh, in a way I was kind of handpicked, and because of what I was able to accomplish here at Union, and so, uh, and I will say that the the roles of both jobs have grown even more since then. But and it's but it's a uh, fun challenge it makes it easier when you're in the when you're working at a school that's in the conference of the in the same conference that you're at school at the conference SID so that helps a lot you mentioned kind of the growth of the position um how have you seen it grow over your tenure are you talking about let's see you talking about how it's changed yeah yeah that's what I meant yeah when I first started um how we used to send the box scores and releases is game would be over and we fax out the box scores to all the media. Then we'd write the release and then fax out the release to all the media. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I touched the fax machine. So it's all through email now. Because um, I would, well, this is before we start having children, but my wife would come on like basketball game nights and after the game she would fax all the box scores while I was writing release so that way we could get done a whole lot quicker because it, it was a it was a I don't know it was not a fun process to fax out uh, all those box scores um, and, but the, and then also when I started the the internet and website was still in its infancy. Uh, it was still kind of growing, and, people, and schools were starting to figure figure it out and what they could do. And um, and and also at the time, media guys were all the rage still, and they they wanted those well. Fast forward to present day, pretty much all the I don't I haven't I haven't printed a media guide in about six seven years maybe eight, and because everything all that information is on our website, so why duplicate the process and and why create that extra waste and and um, we always had the issue of having so many printed media guides left over. Right. So uh, it was a drain on our budget. It was a drain on our uh, resources. So uh, we just put the focus in on the on the uh, on the website. Then you add into, of course, the growth of social media. That's that's. Uh, you know, that's where everything has turned, I don't, I don't know, more focused with all the graphic designs and everything you can do. You can, um, 
tell your story and share your information so much faster into a larger audience through social media than I think we ever could through, say, a media guide. I mean, you can share all the same information and whatnot, but it's, it's, you can reach the masses a whole lot faster and better now. Probably the, those are the biggest changes, but those are also the most obvious. The other change I've seen is, and not necessarily a positive one, is the decline in, uh, in quality writing. I don't know. It's where we're so much more focused on the graphics and the design and the look. Uh, the writing has taken a back seat more. And of course, everybody, well, it seems like in this culture we live in now, they, everybody has a short extension span, so no one wants a long release, so they look for different ways. But, and we tend to, the basics and fundamentals of writing aren't, aren't stressed as much. I'm not saying they're not taught, they're just not stressed as much. And that's, that's the um, probably the uh, only negative or the biggest negative uh, change since when I first started. You have and you mentioned the writing there. You have won forty five NAIA CIDA publication awards. I mean, are you? And I kind of ask the, these questions. I mean. Do you kind of nominate what you write? I mean, how does any of that work? Are you going for those awards or, or what? Well, uh, well, you have to submit for that. Right, yeah. And, and to be honest, a, a large chunk of those were probably within the first 10 years I was here at Union. I just, I don't know, stopped submitting. So, um, but not to say that those years I didn't submit, if I did, I would have won, but, uh, <laughs> or anything like that. I'm, it's just, I don't know. It, also, a part of that is I didn't submit then. A large reason why I didn't drop a long spell without winning was because majority, a lot of those awards were for like media guides, and when you stop putting media guides, it's kind of hard to submit anything. So, but, um, what was the original question again? Uh, were you like going for those awards or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I would. I, initially, I put in for those awards and stuff. I don't know. Obviously, just kind of to see where I stood uh, for validation or whatever, whatnot. Uh, just. I just wanted to see where my work stood against others in, in the NAI. Uh, the, uh, other than that, I wanted to, now when I submit, it's not for myself. I want to, it's for the school, for our department. Uh, I want uh, what all the hard work that our school does, our student athletes do, I want them recognized. And I don't know, uh, like the ones I 
received this past year. This was like the first year I put in for in a while. Uh, I wanted. I mean, we had a very good year in athletics. Uh, volleyball went to the final side in nationals for the first time ever. Men's basketball won the national title. We had a lot of great success, and I wanted the work that we were able to highlight that they did on the field to be recognized. And so that's what I said. And that's and I that's the reason I just won't it it helps further validate what the what our student athletes have done and what they've accomplished. Um, I'm I'm fine if I don't ever win another award, but right. I just want our student athletes and our coaches and our teams to be recognized for the effort that they put in. Uh, I want to ask you kind of, you have a lot of duties with as far as union and as far as the AAC and, and then you have your family. I mean, how do you kind of balance all, all that out? A lot of, it takes a planning, prioritizing, and communication. Uh, a lot of that. I have to map out everything that I uh, um, need to do for on a daily, weekly basis for uh, the school and for the conference and work it out. And then also the, where the big part where the communication comes in is talking with my wife, just finding out, okay, what's our, uh, what do we have going on as a family uh, this week? What do I need to, uh, is there anything need to be at uh, and then also communicating what get nights I'll be working late because of, uh, of having home events or something like that or if I'm going to be out of town at a conference tournament or I need to be out of town for conference meetings or something like that just um, it, it, I don't know it's just, there's just a lot of different balls to try to juggle and to try to work out and uh and it's you know it's a little i really don't like to dwell on it and think about it a whole lot because it's yeah. like it's like boggles the mind it's just that i've been able but i've been fortunate to be able to make it work because uh like i mentioned before having the working at the school at a school in the conference that you're conference sid for as well really helps and I'm going to this more likely going to this conference tournament anyway because my team's going to be playing in it so that helps and uh, but uh, especially but having the the family aspect in it as well especially when you have uh, two kids who play uh, school sports themselves uh, that that really amps things up. In the spring, I also end up spending a lot of time at games between Union and, and the AAC. And then my son plays baseball, and my daughter is in middle school soccer, which is played in the spring. So, we're, I'm, odds are you're going to find me at a game somewhere uh, in the spring. So, uh, Last question, and we got to move on. Uh, how do you explain what you do to your kids? I cover and publicize the athletics of Union College and for the conference. That's just the long and short of. It. They've been uh, they've been a part of 
Uh, I mean, well, they've both been born while I've, I've been in this job, so they've, they've come to events with me. Uh, she was there for the longest time. My son, until my son started playing school ball, uh, he was probably the best scoreboard operator we had at baseball. So, I mean, he, um, so they, they've grown up and seen it. So it's easy for them. They just, they just know, they just pretty much go, they try to tell friends, they go, well, he works college athletics. That's, it's, hard to fully describe what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I like to transition this part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. And Jay, uh, first one is your favorite memory in your professional tenure? I've had several. I mean, where it was nice to, I mean, it was great back in 2010 when I received the Ike Pearson Award from NAI. That was and I tell you what, what keep, really keeps popping in my head were two times last year, in the last season in 2016-17 uh, year. First, when our volleyball team finally won the NAI opening round match to advance to the final site. And that was just an amazing experience. Uh, but which that was capped off. Uh, I mean, that kept off an amazing day. We hosted two opening round games that day, men's soccer and volleyball. Men's soccer went into overtime and through double overtime. It was still 0-0, and we had to go to shootout. We uh, win that in the shootout to advance on to the final side for Nationals. Then we go over into uh, volleyball, Volleyball loses the first two sets and then comes back to winning five. And the team we defeated, that was their first five-set loss of the year. So it was, I mean, and they were ranked number 20 in the nation at the time. So it was like, it was like, that was one of the biggest days on campus uh, in school history. But then you fast forward to March. And our men's basketball team wins the national championship. Just the whole experience on that day, uh, from the time that we won in the semifinals until probably about 2 a.m. after the national championship game, I had maybe a total of three hours sleep. So that was probably the best 30, 36 hours. I mean, most, I mean, just everything that you ever hope for and plan for and uh, and prepare for as an SID when your team makes it to the national title game comes to I mean, just like this is like right there and you, and you're having to work with the, uh, the national title game was on ESPN three so you're working with ESPN uh, personalities and and you've got all these other things and you're coordinating back at the office uh, back at school uh, with plans on okay, if we win, this is what's going to happen. And it was, uh, it was a, it was a amazing day. That's, uh, between all of that, I mean, those are the two biggest highlights. Those two days, uh, from the last year really stick out. And it's just, uh, as far as the most 
fun. Right. And what about uh, on the other side of the coin? What's your biggest horror story? Is it that first football game? actually on the first first home game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Horse. I've been pretty fortunate with very few horror stories. Uh, but I've had actually probably more than, than that, probably my biggest horror story was I, and I'm trying to remember what year it was, but as the conference SID, I would go down and, and work the the conference baseball tournament. Normally, I just do stats and and the PA. I mean, that's no problem doing baseball, doing those that. But for what and we and our tournaments held at. Uh, in Kingsport at the home of the uh, rookie league team for the Mets, the Kingsport Mets. And this one year I had to do stats, PA, and the music, and the scoreboard all together. And if it was a normal scoreboard, like when we had like easy whatnot, uh, been no real issue, but the scoreboard there, and it's still this way now. I've been told that they might get it updated this year. It is so antiquated. It's, I mean, uh, you for like to add a ball or strike, you have to hit one plus. One, and it's just like, and it's just like, ah, it was rather maddening, and that was probably my whole story: is to stat and call and PA, do music for and scoreboard for this whole entire tournament. It was probably, it was, I was never so glad to see a tournament over. <laughs> I think, I think, I think a total of like thirteen or fourteen games played over four days, and I was just like. Yeah. This can end now, please. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's... I can't even imagine doing that. I think I did two and one one time, and I don't think I ever want to do it again. I can't remember what it was, though, but... Um, anyway, uh, what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? Always be open to learning new things. And to be open to constructive criticism. I mean, there's harsh criticism, but we open the this because there's uh, no matter, and be willing to learn from anyone because uh, one thing I've seen over my time in this profession is there's always something new to learn and and I've also especially seen now as I'm becoming one of those aging vets in the profession that that you can learn. It's not just the vets that you can learn from. It's sometimes the the newbies, the rookies, the those young and profession that you can really learn from. Uh, especially with how new technology is. I mean, like I mentioned before, the social media, 
and especially all the graphics and the, and the video aspects and, and the gifts and whatnot, they didn't exist when I first started. So I could learn what it is. But the people coming into the profession now, and they, they've grown up with it. They, they, they're taught this in school and everything. I, I have no issue going with someone younger in the profession to learn from. Uh, so always being willing to to learn new things and and just because someone has less experience than you doesn't mean they don't they don't know more than you and so just have an open mind uh when you look around your conference country division what have you um and you look at someone you say that's a good SID what are some things that they do that make you say that quality work it may not be the best but it's quality and they do the best job that they promote their school uh, and and then also to they how they um, treat and take care of other SIPs the teams that the schools are playing that they make sure that like after the game that they have all the game files all the or anything uh, else they might need um, from that event, um, it's kind of that the one that they do good work, two that they are good to the people they work with. Uh, I mean, because yes, we're all SIDs at different schools. We work at schools that are compete against each other, but really, SIDs are all in this together. We have to work together to to. To actually make everything work, uh, if it, uh, um, I don't know. I just let's be honest. A lot of schools, you have SIDs who are. I mean, you have one uh, one man shops for schools that have twenty plus sports. They need help from their uh, the teams they're playing. Uh, I mean, I have a full-time assistant. We've got 26 sports. We need help from others from time to time. Uh, and being, so a good SID is one that, that, that they go out and reach out and uh, help others, as well as putting forth good uh, quality work in promoting their own schools. Uh, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? So I want I still want to learn more about doing the video work, and that's one thing here at Union uh, we're not strong in, and and part of it is resources and whatnot. Plus, uh, like I said, we, there's myself and my assistant. Plus, we have a full-time broadcaster, you know, but that's just pretty much the three of us full-time in our department. But when you've got, like, 26 sports, that's, you can't, it's not always good to try to add on new things if you're not able to sustain it or whatnot and to let everything suffer. I've always been one, uh, if, if I'm going to start doing something and promoting uh, program or the school or whatnot, or 
want to make sure I can be able to sustain it. If I'm not going to be able to sustain it, we're not going to do it. And for that reason, that's why we haven't jumped full board in doing videos, more videos. Yes, we live stream our events, but just the other snippets and highlights and whatnot, it's just, and would like to be able to do more. And that, and anything more with graphic design and whatnot, I, I love, I, I love working in that and learning more about that and playing in Photoshop. Uh, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit ago, but uh, work-life balance, what do you do to have fun? Uh, well, I, I'm also a runner. Uh, I run, and that helps keep me sane. So as far as things that I do personally, that's that's my go-to that I go run. And I run uh, long distances. I've run six marathons, two 50Ks. In addition, I would, and a bunch of half marathons. I, that, when I say I run long, I like to do those long distances. Uh, helps clear my head, helps me focus, and I've actually had some of my better ideas for work while on a run. So uh, that helps keep me sane, plus keeps me healthy so I can uh, stay around longer. Uh, other than that, I like to work life balance and do for fun. I like to. Um, um, I just do stuff with my family, whether uh, it's going down to Dollywood, the amusement park, to ride the roller coasters on the weekend, uh, go take my wife out for dinner or to a movie or go shopping, uh, to, uh, and of course, I'm fortunate that both my kids love sports and Taking my son to baseball games, my daughter to soccer games. Uh, we uh, we uh, just go out and try to have fun and and, and do things that they enjoy. Um, and just I don't know, just I don't know, just be there with him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm also kind of the same way. I always like the run uh, the longer distances because I was a long distance guy. Uh, speed work sucks, but uh, yes, run, yeah, speed work. And uh, while I do enjoy running hills, hill work, especially the hill repeats, are torture. Yeah, they're, they're not my favorite, but yeah, just they're getting favorite, yeah, necessary evil. Yeah, you're right, absolutely right. So, um, next time someone is in, and I may be saying this wrong, Barbersville, Barberville, Barberville, uh, what is the were your restaurant or bar recommendation? recommend the oven mint it's a little local place here in town uh, I mean all times of, of quality food home cooked food um, uh, they got like a they even, they've got like a buffalo chicken salad that, that that's really good and that uh, really any of their burgers are good uh, but what's best on their sides is the grape salad it's it's just a bunch of grapes and it's some kind of whip thing, whip dressing. It is awesome. And then there's also the Old Way Cafe. It's another mom and pop uh, restaurant. Uh, you can't go wrong there. I really love their taco salad, homemade to taco salad. And we're also blessed with a uh, local coffee shop. So uh, the Ugly Mug. Uh, 
can't go wrong in, at that place. Uh, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, maybe had some questions for you after this interview, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at just jstancil, uh, all one word, J-A-Y-S-T-A-N-C-I-L. Or if you want, just email me at uh, probably the easiest email address to give is my compass one, which is sid at aacsports.com. That's pretty simple. Jay, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And guys, there you have it. Uh, it was pretty cool to be able to finally sit down with Jay and um, take some of the stories that he had and be able to share it with you guys. I always enjoy that sort of thing is kind of letting you guys get the chance to know truly is who's behind the content, maybe the people that you follow on Twitter, uh, things like that nature. And I really am blessed to be able to, to do this. Uh, speaking of which, next week we have former Cosina president and uh, current Big man down at UCF, Andy Seely, on the pod. Uh, that'll be next Thursday because, contrary to what some people have DM'd me about, you know, maybe, well, I'd be calling somebody out if I did that, but uh, every Thursday is a new episode, so, but that's all you need to know. Um, yeah, it'll be Andy week after that. We'll have a, a special Juco guest. Um, uh, from a division that we really haven't had in a while, so I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, as we wind things down, guys, uh, like I kind of mentioned in the intro, writing and reviewing, don't forget to do that. It just takes a quick second to help grow our audience, uh, maybe even get up on some of the leaderboards a little bit, if you will. Um, and you can email me anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com, and be sure to visit our website, uh, sidcast.fireside.fm and if you're looking for any particular episode like uh, today you put backslash 65 and, that, and that's basically how you you find us so I want to thank you all for listening and I'll catch you all in the next episode